This episode is all about Tarantino. We're going to be talking about every single film that he has made, including his latest Western, uh, The Hateful Eight. Uh, I'm going to be talking about it with my wife. Uh, you remember her? She was the one who was making all that sense uh, in the last episode. But before that, a little 8-bit music for you. Welcome. It's very much appreciated. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get up here to die. Take time out of your day. Um, So we're going to be talking about The Hateful Eight. Yes. As we um, went to see it, we watched it. It was over Christmas, so it was a a way ago. Well, it was New Year's Day. It was New Year's Day. So So it was... Four. It was... I believe that fell on the first this year. I think so. So we went to see it on the first, so it's, yeah, over two, yeah, that's quite bad. Two weeks, yeah. Mm. Anyway, but before we get to that, I yes. thought it would be good, interesting, useful, I don't know, it kills time, to discuss Tarantino to this point. So there's a Quentin Tarantino film, obviously as a, a writer-director, he is um, an auteur, I mm. feel like that's a, that's a fair assessment to make of him. Yeah. Um quite divisive do you think I would say I thought he was just generally well regarded yeah I suppose but I think he's he's got a very definite style which I suppose wouldn't always um, no yeah I suppose but yeah I I mean I didn't think everyone loved him like mm. his stuff but I kind of thought everyone respected it yeah. well not everyone but in, you know the most part the majority okay, well, that's, okay. but I don't know well fingers well I, th- I think they should. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. Um, so, I just yeah, just as a kind of, before we dive into the review, mm. thought it would be useful for the thousands of listeners to get a sense of our opinion on Tarantino to this point and therefore mm. what bagage we were bringing, French for baggage, we were bringing into the viewing experience. Right. Okay, so... So there's this 10 film thing, right? That yeah, I so he's, have only recently found out about. Well, I think he's only recently said that this is this is his eighth film and he's only going to do 10. Right. He's only going to so do 10 So that wasn't films. always the plan? I don't know. I don't imagine so. I, I don't really understand why he would do only that. do 10. It's not old, is he? No. Like, if he does another film... I mean, recently it's been a film every couple of years, isn't it? Yeah. And so, I feel like if he kind of... I mean, I guess he's he's trying to not be somebody who directs too much and yeah. doesn't kind of sully his Name. his body of work. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I kind of feel like yeah, he's one every two or three years. He's not, you know, he's not going to live forever anyway. Um, I mean, he might do. That's a good shrug. Yeah, that's a thought-provoking shrug. What if he does? Um, but yeah, I, do, I think that's one of those silly things that. Either he'll go back on, or he'll be annoyed with himself once he's done the tenth one. He's like, oh man, I really want to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Maybe he'll do still write, but not direct or something like that. Possibly. But then I don't know how... I imagine he's something of a control freak, and he mm. wouldn't really be a big fan of allowing somebody else to direct his work. Anyway. Well, we're getting off topic slightly. We're getting off topic already. So, Tarantino, to this point, I've written down his seven films prior okay. to this. Have I seen them all? I don't think I have. I don't think you have. So we've got Dogs, Fiction, Brown, Bill, Proof, Bastards, and Django. Now, so, it's only seven films if you classify Kill Bill as one film. Which he obviously doesn't. Which, well, he's, cause the big thing of this was that it definitely says that this is his eighth yeah, film. Yeah, so he must count that as... So he must count it as one film. Unless you've missed one. No, because then it would be... Because if, if you do Kill Bill as two films, then he's already done eight, and if I missed another one, then it's nine. No, I thought you said seven. Yeah, so he's done seven here, and then Hateful Eight is his eighth one. Oh, I see. I thought you meant seven all in all. No. Oh, so he does count Kill Bill as one. He must do, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, so, let's just run through them. Brief thoughts, if you've seen them. Okay. Reservoir Dogs. So, <laughs> we watched this recently, right? Yes, recently. And I know it's like a modern classic or whatever. Um... Some bollocks about No, classes. no, it's very well regarded. <laughs> yes. And I can completely understand why it's well regarded. Mm-hmm. However, Uh-oh. I think it should be well regarded more for its potential and what it says about his potential as a director and writer okay. than actually as a finished article itself. Because I had a lot of problems with that film. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I think it shows he's got a really distinct style and that he's a really kind of, yeah, individual, original director Mm. and writer. But I felt that it wasn't that great on its own. Really? All that context aside, sit down and watch that film. Mm. For me, not that great. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And Um, it was was a... frustrating discussion about it that we had afterwards yeah. because I'm a big fan of it and have been for a long time and I think it is quite a quite a boys film it's quite a kind yeah, of teenage yeah it's not targeted boys. at me in fairness like you watch that film for the first time and you're like fucking hell this yeah. is cool and it's you know and it's like flashbacks and everyone's dressed cool and the characters have got crazy names and um, but yeah it, none of the points that you made I could disagree or argue with. Which yeah, is, I can't remember them all. Um, well, you said that it was very loud and shouty. Yeah, which a is. lot of swearing. Which, you know, I'm fine with. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure some people do speak like that, and that's fine, whatever. But I just felt like, you've got to have something to say. Yeah. Like, And for the vast majority, no one had anything to say. <laughs> like... It was just shouting, fuck, boy, fuck, fucking gonna fuck do. And then he's like, I don't fucking fuck, no, fuck, fuck. And then you're just like, okay, so once we've got over this, is there anything happening here, guys? <laughs> like, anyone, you know, any kind of piece of action, even off-camera action, mm. like any developments? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt like let's all just swear at each other constantly for however long it was. Yeah. Um, and the acting wasn't that great, apart from a couple, which were... You liked Harvey Keitel. Yes. And, and Steve... 
the Shemi. Oh, the and scene. I didn't like Tim Roth. You that didn't like it. Tim Roth. I thought he was awful. Yeah. Just so... Uh, so much of a, like... I could, all, I could almost see him thinking when really? he was acting. It was like I could feel like he was there and what I was getting was not, oh, I'm a policeman undercover or whatever. It was more, oh, I'm an actor pretending to be a policeman. What would that look okay. like? And I just, I don't know. I just thought, given, given the large cool. role that he had, it was kind of awkward. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, it is interesting because I, I hadn't watched it for a few years prior um, and I feel like um, yeah I, I thought that about Tim Roth as well oh you did yeah just he's very kind of gesticulatory yeah and I'm a gesticulator yeah but I think for him it was all it was all very kind of like predetermined, yeah. like this character does this, and it's like, do people do that? It was quite theatrical yeah. in some ways, like he was playing to the back row, and it's like, but this is this is a film. The camera's yeah. right in your face. You don't need to be kind of big and no, um, yeah. And I would have preferred it if he was like that in the kind of group scenes before he gets shot, obviously. Mm. Um, but when he was talking to the, the black guy, the other policeman or the oh, other undercover guy, stuff. he was a lot more normal. Because then I'd be like, right, he's decided that this character that he's playing yeah, as the yeah. criminal is, is very like, hey, you know, I'm yeah. moving his arms around. But he was like that But he was like that well. all the time. And I was like, oh, this, is, you know, this is his... Come on, Tim. Yeah. Come on, Tim. I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't hate it. I'd like to just clarify. Please do. <laughs> I mean, it kept my interest to an mm. extent, but it's quite a short film. But it's not, that's the thing. Oh, is it not? It's like hour 45, maybe? Oh, I thought it was quite short. No, we were saying that it should have been. And that uh, had it shaved off maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, of it swearing. It would have been a lot If it had cut out swearing, it would be a four-minute film. <laughs> <laughs> if it, yeah, if it was a bit more lean and a bit more... If he'd been a bit more judicious with his own... Yeah. ...dialogue... Um, yeah, and a little bit less in the present day, and a little bit more in the flashbacks, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because I just feel like it's it's a film that delights in not letting you have a fucking clue what's going on, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah. like, so, okay, so you don't know who is the undercover guy or who's you know told the police. So fine, I get that. That's good. Mm. That's a good premise. But then it's like, you don't know what's happened. Mm. You don't know anyone's story. You don't care. And therefore, you don't care about anyone. Yeah. Like, so there's a guy, a guy dying on the floor for the majority of the film. And you're just kind of like, oh, right. Mm. And then one and policeman gets, you know, tortured. And mm. you're kind of like, I mean, I get that Tarantino does funny violence. Mm. Or, you know, or at least he doesn't take it really seriously. Yeah. He doesn't approach it in that way. But... I don't understand what the point of that was then because it wasn't fun to mm. watch. It wasn't like a big fight scene and there's, yeah. you know, blood spurting out, which he does in later films. Mm. And then it's like, well, you're delighting in the kind of silliness and the, the and the, yeah, spectacle of it. Mm. Whereas this wasn't that. That was, this was just like, I mean, I get that it was indicating that that guy was crazy, but I don't know. I mean, it's iconic as well. It has oh, yeah. stood the test of, like, the, the kind of the it, Reservoir yeah. Dogs 
ear cutting scene. Yeah. And the and Steeler's wheel and yeah. you know, all of that does kind of um yeah, it it's it, it, yeah. It resonates with people it obviously. Definitely does, yeah. And filmmakers I'm sure. Mm. Um but I'm of the firm belief that not everything that everybody loves is good. Wow. Controversial. I know. Popular opinion does not denote quality. Yes. Says Douglas, controversially. Yes. Interesting. So out of five, what would you give for dogs? Two. Oof. Yikes. You? I'd, I'd go... I'd probably go four. Really? I do like it, yeah. But yeah. then again, it's possibly... It's, it's the, the kind of... Nostalgia. Sentiment thing. and nostalgia that you bring into... Yeah, and that I saw it for the first time recently yeah. which is potentially yeah. like maybe it's a little bit outdated or something if you're mm. watching it for the first time now or mm. I don't know but yeah it's outdated in the fact that Mr. Blonde apparently the biggest badass psychopath and so much of the film is set up to be like isn't Mr. Blonde really cool like yeah. he's a psychopath but he's super cool like he's introduced and he's like leaning on the post and drinking his thing and he's super blah, 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 blah. but he wears the biggest billowy flouncy blouse <laughs> ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but yeah I, okay so that's dogs Pulp Fiction yes I have seen have but seen. not for some time okay um, I do remember really enjoying it though mm-hmm. um, and thinking it was good mm-hmm. like it was a good film yeah which I think like I say is doesn't always come together mm. enjoying it and thinking it's good yeah so yeah what do you think I, I'm Pulp Fiction's a five on five for me really? really yeah I love it wow I think it's I think it's him one of those ones not all of his films but some of his films when it comes together with with his particular style in terms of not having a kind of a linear storytelling style of it being, you know, three different chapters of a of a story, but they're not really told yeah. concurrently and like because the latter and it's yeah, it's all kind of jumbled up in terms of the timeline. But in terms of cool dialogue, absolutely there, good performances. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's just really, really enjoyable. And one of the I think one of the fastest two and a half hour films that there is it just zips by because it's yeah. just so enjoyable to be in that world where everyone speaks cool and everyone's like um, yeah yeah big fan of that cool big fan of it so that's five on five for me then we've got Jackie Brown which I have not seen which you have not seen um, I don't know I should probably I could do the research right now right computer um, but I don't know whether this this might be the only one where he um, did not write it Oh, okay. Um, because I know that it's adapted from a book um, by... Oh, yeah, so he adapted the book, the Elmore Leonard novel. Um, so it is technically written by him, but also technically it's not written by him. He didn't come up with the story. Um, and, yeah, IMDb only says 7.5. This one, I I kind of, yeah, um, I feel like it is a little bit... <sighs> Because that's the thing, he's very, very good at doing dialogue. And he's very good at making up his own rules. Because as, as an aspiring screenwriter, um, there's a lot of times where you're kind of reading, you know, the rules of screenwriting in books. And, you know, you have to do this and you have to do this. 
And it's, it's very dangerous to have someone like Tarantino because he doesn't do any of that. He just does exactly what he wants to do. And a lot of the time it works really, really well. So you look at something like Pulp Fiction and you're like, that's amazing. So many of the, um, you know, so much of it is, is just filled with all this dialogue that isn't really necessary to the plot of the film. It doesn't really develop the characters in any really strong way. It's just really enjoyable to hear them talking about um, Thingy's trip to uh, Amsterdam and he's getting a royale with cheese and all of that kind of stuff. It doesn't really matter. No. Um, and talking about... Um, Tony Rocky Horror and stuff and all of that, you know, getting thrown through a window and it, it doesn't, you know, you could do it all a lot more succinctly, but he just lets that dialogue breathe. Um, and so you think, yeah, why can't I do that? But he's a very unique person in that he, he I think he's such a fan of film and he's obviously a complete student of, of film that he can do it because he has, a, a, a at times, an innate sense of what will be an enjoyable cinematic experience. Mm. And he's very good at giving that to, to mm. audiences. But at the same time, I think he can, when it goes wrong, just be quite self-indulgent. And I think some parts of Jackie Brown are quite All self-indulgent. Right. Like the, it, it's, it's that same thing where it's just dialogue. Yeah. But it's not enjoyable enough to just... Hold its own. Yeah, to hold its own. It's... Um, and it's got good bits in it, and it's got Michael Keaton in it, and everyone loves Michael Keaton because he's kind of the best. Um, and it's got the nice bit with Chris Tucker, and yeah, it's it's got some good bits in it, but it's not not one of his not one of his best. Although so what's that? Really what's that? I mean, that might that might be a two for me. Wow. Yeah, just. Uh, I'm not gonna watch that though. Possibly, possibly again for the potential. It's like. Like, I hate the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. hate it with an absolute passion. But, and so I, that would be a, a one out of five for me. But I think it's better than that. But it's just because it could be slash should be so much more, mm. as the Netflix series showed us. Anyway, that's going down a different line of thought. Good Lord. Stop allowing me to derail myself. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Kill Bill. Yeah. Have you seen Kill Bill? I believe so. Yes, I have seen one. I definitely haven't seen the second one. Okay. Um, but I like it. Like, yeah. I feel like it's very watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's kind of very theatrical. The violence mm-hmm. is kind of almost slapstick. It's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think it's kind of fun. Mm. And it's always nice to have a female lead in an action mm-hmm. film. So, yeah, and I think she's quite likeable. You know, I know you're not a big fan, but... I don't like Uma Thurman. I think she's quite likeable. Okay. In that film, I mean, actually, I can't think of any other films that she's been in. But, (laughs) um, yeah, I liked her. I like her in that. It's an interesting premise. Um, Yeah, and there's some funny scenes and some really Mm. good scenes in Mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, very big... Yeah. scenes um, like especially some of the violent night mm-hmm. things that happen there um, yeah I think they're quite good and quite I mean you you're engaged aren't you you're mm. having fun it's a fun kind of yeah cool film yeah yeah again, which is what he does yeah he's very good at the, the rule of cool being that things don't necessarily have to make sense or be have that much value to them if they're cool enough yeah 
Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think Kill Bill is very, very much in that in that vein. The first one is very different to the second one. I think um, the first one's a lot more cartoony and a lot more um, entertaining, really. Which makes me think. Which makes me wonder, and it made me wonder at the time, and I maintain this to this day, that I think he always intended it to be two films. Because they're quite different in terms of the tone that they have. The second one's a lot more, a lot slower, a mm. lot more kind of straightforward. It doesn't have the kind of the big glitz of the, the anime sequence in the first one and all of these kind of big... Yeah. Um, like you say, the action set pieces in the, the Lotus thing. Um... So yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's a film of two halves because of course it is two films. Um, but I'd, yeah, I'd I'd go for probably I'd go for a four again. It yeah. is there is some very very enjoyable bits in it. Um, yeah. And whilst some parts of it do stray into a bit indulgent, it's yeah. I think overall it, it holds itself together pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it's a good, it's a classic story. Everyone loves a revenge story, yeah. Of a good guy going through and getting revenge on assholes who had it coming. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, then we get the, in my opinion, the nadir of his oeuvre. Oh yes. If I can be so bold, um, death proof. Again. I have not seen this. You have not seen this. Um, Death Proof is uh, Tarantino's half of the Grindhouse double bill alongside Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror, which is a film I own on DVD and I enjoy the crap out of on a semi-regular basis. Really yeah. enjoy it. I think it's really funny. It's silly, really silly, isn't it? Really silly. Really just fun. Um, and yet, and then... Tarantino. This this is Tarantino at his most self-indulgent Tarantino-iest. Oh, okay. Because it, it, there are two massive long segments in it where it's just in in my head as I recall it because I went to see I went to the Clapham Picture House oh, especially yes. to see because the Grindhouse double bill was released in America as two films. It didn't do particularly well. So when it came over to the UK, they said, right, fuck that, we'll just release them separately. But then they did a very small, limited run on certain venues where they would show both of the films as a double bill. Right. And I thought, well, that's, let's go and see it, the, the proper thing. Um, and so I went on my own to the Clapham Picture House. Loser. Loser. Sat next to two guys who, at the beginning of the first film got a little picnic camper out and got their own little wine glasses out and a little bottle of wine and I thought I'm not in the right place here uh-huh. um, and Planet Terror was the first one and I was like this is amazing this is really right up my alley ridiculous over the top stupid amazing fun um, and then they had he had fake trailers in between for films that never got made directed by some pretty high profile like Edgar Wright did one Rob Zombie did one Eli Roth did one um, and they were all big and ridiculous. That's where... Uh, you know the films Machete? The Machete films? No. No. Um, they started as uh, a fake trailer that Robert Rodriguez did, and he liked, enjoyed it so much he decided to make it into a feature-length film that apparently wasn't actually very good, but the trailer is amazing. And it has this great like um, uh, voiceover guy 
which I imagine is kind of similar to the, the kind of films that they're pastiching. And it's all super deep, and he's talking like this, and he narrates the whole thing, and it's amazing. It uh, has lines like, um, If you hire Machete to kill the bad guy, just make sure the bad guy isn't you. And then it's all explosions and stuff. It's great. Um, and <laughs> the end, um, uh, he says... Uh, and then they realized they just fucked with the wrong Mexican. <laughs> it's killing them all. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and then Death Proof comes on. I'm like, Tarantino, this is brilliant. Uh, Kurt Russell in it, who I'm a big fan of. Stuntman Mike, that's a cool name for a thing. Um, and I recall it as being two, it's essentially two conversations in a car chase. And both conversations just drag on for what seems like hours but I don't believe is is hours and I can't even remember what they're about they're just and they're all girls which is good to you know Bechdel test and all of that kind of thing of like you know good to have girls talking about things that aren't just you know the male whatever but just awful really really boring so maybe this is like if I watched it I'd like it in the same way that you don't I don't like Reservoir Dogs Maybe. Maybe it's like the fact that it's men talking about men things and women talking about women things. Talking about periods and purses and babies, petticoats and lipstick. Um, no, it, well, yeah. Let's give it a watch. Let's give it a watch. We'll we'll do that for the next uh, Dancast, and, and hopefully that's... you'll be as disgusted with it as I am. So, what is that out five for you? That's a one. Wowzers. Really bad. Really didn't enjoy it at all. So this is this is a quite a roller coaster ride you've had through He's, Tarantino. Through the life of Tarantino. This is taking longer than I thought. Um, yeah, so up and down. I'm a rambler. Um, but then we've got then we come to one of the best, The Inglorious Bastards. Yes. And that's a film that you've seen. I have seen it. And that's. A I film. have seen it. I actually. have seen it. Yeah, I think that's a really really good film. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think we've talked about this before, but um, I just love that first scene. Yeah, I just think it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just so good, and it's just what I like about it is almost the opposite of like the Reservoir Dogs film, which I obviously didn't like. Um, in that it's quiet, but it's impactful. Mm. Like you don't have to shout all the time, or at all even. Mm to have some impact and be effective at communicating something. Mm. And that's a really effective, like, I think potentially one of the most effective scenes I've seen at building up a tense, kind of building suspense and you feeling like, ooh, Mm. and you're there and you're just as tense and it's like, but it's almost like an enjoyable tensity. Mm. Um, Tension. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think it's, it's just it's a very good film I mean obviously that that scene aside it is also a very good film yeah but I do really really like that scene mm. and I just think it holds your attention it's kind of silly like Brad Pitt's role in it mm-hmm. and it's all you know killing Nazis I mean it can't it's, it's it's kind of ridiculous yeah but it's enjoyable mm. and it's quite funny mm-hmm. and it's over the top mm-hmm. um, and you know it's yeah, killing Nazis, which 
you know, you Who always want to get that? on board with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I do think that's a really good film. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of talking in that as well. Mm. There's also a lot of stuff going on, and the talking, like I say, it's like it's been more considered. Mm. Like Reservoir Dogs, I think it's like nobody read that script. <laughs> he just said, <laughs> he just said, yep, I've written this script. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like either he's just got better at rereading his own script, yeah. or somebody else has read that and they've worked together, and it's it's become a bit more of a, an iteration. You mm. know, it feels like it's been edited to it. You know, within an inch of its life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. In there's obviously a lot more elements to the Second World War than to a diamond heist in LA but no it's it's like it's it's great because yeah like you're saying that first scene I mean obviously you've got the the kind of built in kind of status of the Nazis you know that they're scary guys Mm. and they're you know and you know the background yeah Um, but again it's like uh, Whiplash when we went to see that like just does re- a really good job of building, like you say, building up the stakes. Yeah. So, like, this guy is in charge of everything, and this guy is nothing. Yeah. And there's there's no kind of there's no debate in that, and that's yeah, yeah that tension, and they're kind of just a normal guy, yeah, buckling under pressure. That you you know you hear all of these stories of you know brave people harboring Jews, and they never gave up the fight and whatever. But this is a, a showing a guy essentially getting a lot of Jews murdered but you can't judge him for that no you can't well, say the guy is terrifying yeah like who wouldn't and and he's trying to save his family and stuff mm. so but it's just yeah you cannot say unequivocally well I wouldn't have done that in that same situation because it's like yeah. fucking hell I kind of think yeah like it was a desperate last ditch hope that he mm. could get away with it not get away with it obviously but not have severe consequences but yeah. I think you know that's the thing as well about it is you almost feel like there's there's a predetermined nature about that scene yeah in that you're kind of going to die anyway yeah. like and but you think he's kind of grabbing on maybe maybe not maybe mm. maybe this guy isn't insane mm. maybe he's you know maybe maybe and you know it's just, I think that's where the tension comes from is like you say you know that the Nazis were awful and yeah. you know what they were trying to do mm. and so you know something awful is going to happen mm. but you just don't know what yeah or who to and yeah I mean like you say in terms of the built in things from, from your expectations from other films is that you know is that it's almost they're almost going to get found out but then he's not yeah but then the more he starts talking the more you're like this guy knows that they're under there anyway. Yeah, yeah. He, he's already walks in there with full knowledge. Yeah. Terrifying. But then, yeah, like the difference between something like that and something like Death Proof is Death Proof, in my mind, as I think back, there's the conversation in the bar with Jungle Julia or whatever her name is. There's the conversation where it's at the table and the camera's just going all around them just forever. And then there's the big car chase with Stuntman Mike. That's, in my mind, those are the three bits. But in this, you've got that first scene. You've got the scene with uh, Brad Pitt introducing the bastards. You've got the scene with the bastards where they've caught the yeah. German guys. Yeah, soldier, yeah. Um, And Donnie's in the thing, yeah. which includes the amazing Sam Jackson um, 
uh, narrated bit about Hugo Stiglitz. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, we all know Hugo Stiglitz. And then, bow, bow, and then he's got the title over the yeah. thing. So there's that bit. There's the bit in, in, the, bar. in the bar. Yeah, the whole La Louisiane bit, which is just tension itself, just awful. Um, and Fassbender being a badass. Um you've also got the bit with Fassbender and Mike Myers where they're both being the English kind of officers yeah. and trying to out kind of out kind of David Niven each other and well I'm going to blow up a basket um, there's the the bit in the actual movie theatre there's the yeah. bit with Shoshana and she's sitting with um, uh, with Hans Lander and you don't know whether he remembers her, but she definitely remembers him. Yeah, And yeah. then you've got to wait for the cream, and it's like, oh, does he know who she... Yeah. So there's all these bits that stick in your mind. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, when they kill Hitler. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it, yeah, why not? Kill Hitler, yeah, this is a film, who cares? Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a four and five, maybe a five on five again. Yeah, I think... That. Just yeah, hugely yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, very enjoyable. Mm. The most for me mm. out of all of them. Um, then we got Django. Yes, which we saw. Which we saw. At the cinema. At the cinema. Um, uh, yeah, go on. I know, yeah, I watched it again fairly. Re- I've watched it since we've been here, I think. Oh, right. Um, and it's, yeah, again, very enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's very enjoyable. I think it's not as enjoyable. I would agree. Um, but. I think it is enjoyable. I like that it kind of laughs at itself. Um, There are silly parts of it, Mm. you know, like, and then there's the bit where he's, you know, in the outfit and he chooses his own (laughs) outfit. And And he's like little Bo Peep. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, there are some silly bits. Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio is really good in it. Amazing. Like, kind of awful. Like, Like, I kind of hated him after that film. Like, I kind of just was like you are not a nice guy <laughs> which is obviously a sign of a good actor because yeah. I was like buying into it I was like mm-hmm. you're a piece of shit like, <laughs> um, yeah you know and then yeah I mean we talked about this before about the violence in that mm-hmm. and there's such a spectrum yeah. because there's parts of it that I was just like hated and watch. just thought oh my god this is awful and, those two and I feel sick yeah like I just hated that mm. Um, and then there's just silly, you know, shooting the guy shooting in the all over yeah. the place. Yeah, like yeah, silliness, which mm. um, yeah was was is very very enjoyable. I mm. think still. And again, it's like it's it's a Kill Bill thing. It's a very classic story. Yeah, very easy to get behind the protagonists. Yeah, because they're fighting against something like the Nazis. Yeah, that you're like, it's like who's universally be bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah, say, oh, but the slave guys, they, they, you know, they got a point. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. No, you're like, already... You, they're all shit. We hate them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so in a way, I mean, it's good because he doesn't have to work that hard at building that. Mm. You know, you don't have to show that much no. of, of slave owners mm. for you to already it's think like you're a building. piece of shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're already there before yeah. anything even happens. And of course, this one had um, Samuel L. Jackson playing that ridiculous... Oh. Um, Such a good role, thing. like in many ways the the harshest, yeah, harshest character of them all. Yeah, and yeah, his, yeah, I thought that was really good because yeah. a lot of the time with Sam Jackson, you you, you get Sam Jackson. Yeah, um, but I think this, yeah, that's what I was like, yeah, he's a very good yeah. actor. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's got a 
It's got a range very... that you don't often see because I think too many people enjoy it. Yeah, because it. he's yeah, he's got a voice and a demeanour that is very enjoyable mm. in the way that, you know, he, the roles, the type of role, the kind of mm-hmm. thing that he usually plays mm. is very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And he's kind of got a voice that just does it so well yeah. that you're kind of like, I just... Go on, do that then. Do yeah. something like that because it's really funny when you do. Yeah. So yeah, him doing this. I mean, it still had elements of that. Yeah. But um, it was definitely a different it was character. Different. He wasn't playing. Um, no. You know, uh, Pulp Fiction. What's no. his name? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. So has he, he hasn't, well, obviously he wasn't in Reservoir Dogs. I assume he's not in Kill Bill. I don't remember seeing him. Um, he, I think he has been in all of them. He wasn't in Reservoir Dogs. No, he wasn't in Reservoir oh, right. Dogs, but since, since that. So obviously Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown he's in, Death Proof, I don't know. He's not in the Inglourious Bastards, Bastards, is he? Bastards, he does the voiceover. Who like, uh, Stiglitz was a uh, right, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, Django he's obviously in I feel like he must be in Kill Bill somewhere well maybe I mean let's go to, let's go to IMDB but I mean we rambled on I say we it's mainly me um, he's also in he's also in The Hateful Eight in in a very Sam Jackson role yeah I felt like yeah. he's like Tarantino said okay so I've written you a good interesting role in Django I've given you something different but with this, he's, he's Sam Jackson. Back in Sam Jackson. I'm cool. I'm, um, you know, I, I kill people and I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm Sam Jackson. And I, yeah, yeah, effectively. He was very, and he's, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like it was written for him. It doesn't feel like it was written and then said, hey, I've got this part you could play. Who would be good for this? It was more like, okay, so I've written this specific thing <laughs> for, um, yeah, it says he's in Kill Bill Volume 2, Rufus. I can't think who Rufus is. But anyway, yeah, so he's been... Um, um, yeah, so that was like made for him. Like <clears throat> actually, I think made for yeah. him. Um, yeah. So he, yeah. And I thought he was very good in it. Mm. Like, I mean, again, he's just very enjoyable in mm. that kind of role. He's got a lot he of He does it very charisma. well. Yeah. He's got that X factor, very watchable. Yeah. So do you have particular hateful eight? I do. Talking points. I do. I don't oh want to God. start. Talk, and then yeah. Like... That, I mean, I kind of, I, I sense the segue between us talking about his Sam Jackson playing Sam Jackson niche characters. And I felt, you know that we could go in there, but I, I yeah, let's let's read it back. Let's read it back because first and foremost, I hold in my hand a program. This film had a program because it's been released in two separate ways. One is just the normal way, like normal films, but the other one because he shot it in seventy millimeter, or you know, because he's Tarantino and he's yeah, weird, eccentric, um, shot it in a in a way that only, like, six other films have been shot. Like, Ben-Hur was shot in this way. and Old westerns, uh, you know, isn't old, it? Yeah, some old westerns and stuff. Um, and so he's done a special roadshow engagement. Um, so only in certain cinemas in America. I don't know whether they're doing it mm. in other places as well. Um, but it's a special... It's a longer cut of the film. So if we'd gone to see it anywhere else... It would be a shorter cut. Oh, the film. right. And it is a long film, right? It is a long film. Um, it had the overture at the beginning. Yeah. Which I which thought was interesting. a nice touch. And it had a 
interval. And it had an interval as well. And yeah. it also had, yes, a program, which first off, I'm in. What program? Like, as a, as a, a, a movie geek, like, I would be happy getting a pro. I'd be happy then popping an extra quid onto, <coughs> you know, ticket prices and have a program with everything. Just little nuggets of extra bits and this is what it was like making the film. I, I'm aware that the vast majority of people can give two tosses about it, but I really enjoyed it. And I think it, what it does, and I think this is what he wanted in a way, was it made it more of an event. Mm. It made it more of a big thing of like, oh, yeah. we're going to see this film and it's going to be all yeah. afternoon. Like going to the theatre, right? Like going to the theatre. Because yeah. that's what it was, effectively. Yeah, exactly. Make it a bit more of an experience rather than a throwaway experience, yeah. which film watching tends let's to be Let's have some popcorn, now. let's watch this film, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it'll be done in yeah. however long and go home. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't um, know there was an interval or an no, overture I, or a programme actually I so had, I was really prepared I had read before that there was an interval but I had by the time we went to see the film forgotten that yes. I had read that there was an interval so when it came up I was like oh oh yeah mm, okay but everyone else seemed to know didn't they because yeah, everyone else was very like, quick okay let's go yeah. and I was like oh oh <laughs> hello oh hello no one this? told me nobody did tell us nobody did um, well we just said nothing didn't we yeah Tell me to interval. I'll interval when I jolly well want to. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm supposed to pause my emotions. Um, yeah, so program made it more of an event for me. Yeah, really yeah, it. it was like a nice thing to do on New Year's mm. Day. It felt yeah. like an actual thing rather than just oh, I'm just going to see a film. Yeah, a bit more of a grand kind of it was event. Like doing something. Ooh, yeah. 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 See this film, um, and as the film, as with all Tarantino films, pretty much. Uh, it's in chapters. I thought, let's just barrel through the chapters. Let's just oh, okay, yeah. That's right. Oh. Oh, hello. Um, and first and foremost, I felt like the chapters didn't really work. Well, the problem is, they weren't that different. See, that's the thing. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, apart from, I think, probably, I don't know, one or two, and then the rest. Yeah. There were really only two chapters. Yeah. Before they got to the place, and then after they got to the place. Yeah. And really, like, the flashback, I can see why that's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah. That I can true. get on board with. But, yeah, the rest of them, because they just... Because you look at something like Pulp Fiction, or you look at something like Inglourious Bastards, or Kill Bill or something, mm. it's jumping all over the place. Different parts Different to make parts the of the world, sometimes not concurrently in the timeline of yeah. the film, or whatever, it makes sense. But this, it was just like, and then the next bit, and then the next bit. Which I, yeah, but I felt like that was almost like mimicking... A play again. Yes. Like maybe not chapters so much as scenes. Acts. In acts, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, actually not scenes, acts. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, it kind of had that feeling. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it was necessary. No. Would, it, would it have taken anything away from it if there weren't chapters? I don't think so. No. No. Um, and yeah, like you say, it, it does bring to mind something that we thought... Um, massively about it is that it did seem like a play yeah in a lot of senses yeah because it didn't in a lot of ways it didn't take advantage of film the, no. the you know the, what you can do with film yeah because the location was just one mm-hmm. which much. is tr- yeah kind of what plays try to do yeah. right because they are limited yeah um, and there were just a set amount of characters mm-hmm. again like as, and a small set of characters mm-hmm. 
again because you know plays tend to do that they can't have everyone on stage or whatever Um, it was very dialogue heavy very dialogue heavy versus action yeah which film sort of you know allows Mm -hmm. you to do more of Um, yeah I think that's main things but yeah so it did feel like it was designed to be a play Mm. I could see I mean you could easily put it on yeah couldn't you yeah there wouldn't be that many things that you'd have to think oh god how would we do that no um, yeah, so it could have very easily been a play, I think. Mm. And what well, didn't you say it was like a reading or something before? Yeah, so it's so he wrote he wrote the script, um, and then the script got leaked, um, and then he threw all his toys out of the pram and said, "Well, I'm not going to make it now if everyone's seen the script, so fuck yeah." Um, and then, in lieu of making the film, he thought, "Well, I'll do a like a rehearsed reading, yeah, um, on stage in LA somewhere," uh, and it was. Pretty much, I think, the actual cast who ended up in the film that did it. There are a few substitutions, but mostly it was, um, yeah, the same people. Because obviously he's friends with, you know, he's worked with them all before. Um, And then that got such a positive response that he said, okay, well... persuaded. If I can make some money from this. No, I'm sure it wasn't that. Um, But yeah, it went down really well, and so he decided to make it his actual film. Yeah. But yeah, the, the dialogue... Again, it's difficult because I, I do enjoy seeing films where... Because you're so conditioned to like dialogue being really quick in films these yeah. days. Like, it's... it's we the, the modern audience, and I absolutely count myself in that, has much less of a, an attention span yeah. on, on the whole than people something did needs to you know, happen, 20 yeah. years ago or something. Yeah. It's like if there's a dialogue... If there's two people talking and it goes on for more than... I don't know, three or four minutes, then you're like, oh, this feels kind of weird. Something should have happened or they should have cut to another scene. So I do enjoy it when a scene with just two people talking is allowed to play out. I thought that a lot with um, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. There are a few scenes in that, like the scene with him and Matthew McConaughey with the... mm -hmm, Oh, yeah. With all of that. And then the one where he's talking to the policeman on the boat and stuff. There are a couple of scenes that just felt... Longer. Longer and more kind of that they're allowed to breathe yeah. and it didn't have to be right let's get to the point or let's do the thing and let's, yeah. you know, and I did enjoy that but I felt like this was maybe too much of that yeah um, there was a lot of because there's so much of it where it's telling stories and that's very indicative of plays it's like yeah. we don't have the budget to do the things that we're talking about so we're just going to talk about them yeah um and it was all, yeah, I remember when this happened before, and then this happened before, and then this happened before. And it's like, just show us, just show us what show happened. Us, yeah, yeah. Um, which is strange to see in a film. Like you say, just not taking advantage. Like, because it's a film, you can just cut to that. And yeah, then people will understand what's going to, on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like that it's trying to be different. And yes. that, um, you know, it's kind of inviting you, almost like the people watch. You know, like you do in a pub or something maybe Mm. if you overheard people or you're just you know generally watching the world go by in a coffee shop or whatever you know watching people Mm. um and so i don't i haven't got as much of a problem with that uh, with that sorry as maybe you do Mm. um um but yeah i think like you said before i think it can just be a little bit self-indulgent and you do think come on why are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, I think what worked in its favour mm-hmm. for me was that there was a lot of good acting in it. 
Yes. So that kind of holds its own, and, mm-hmm. and actors on their own can you know hold your attention or not hold your mm-hmm. attention. And I found myself with my attention being held yeah. by most of them. So I think that's a really important thing mm. um, that you need. You need strong actors for yeah. something like this. You can't mm. have someone who's not that good because yeah. it will just show through. Because mm. it's like almost like a, you know, just a close-up, mm. like a two-and-a-half-hour close-up. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're not good, mm. it's going to come out. That will, yeah. yeah. You'll suffer because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, speaking of that, I mean, we've got, the first chapter introduces us to Sam Jackson as Sam Jackson-y kind yeah. of character. Bit mm-hmm. of a badass. Yeah. Slightly older than he normally plays, but then yeah. he is slightly older than he has been in any of the other films that he's been in. That's true. Um, the Hangman, played by Kurt Russell. Who's very good, I thought. Great. I thought very good, I do good, like yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, you feel like you're in safe hands with him. Mm. I thought, yeah. Okay. He's, he's, he's got a kind of... I feel like he he should have he could have very easily gone through his whole career just playing cowboys. He's got mm, that kind of he's got bluster and, a, and the... a kind of manly. He's a he's, yeah. a he's a rugged manliness to him. Yeah. Um, that yeah works very very well. Yeah, so I, kind of I think thing. he was yeah. very good. Yeah, I thought so. Very, very impressive engaging. facial hair as well. Yeah. I mean that moustache just. <sighs> I went on for days. Um, and then also Daisy Daisy Darmergoo. Who was Jennifer what? Jennifer Jason Lee. That's it, yeah. She was very good. I thought she was very good, yeah. Mm. Um, very kind of believable. Mm-hmm. She played, yeah, I thought she did a good job. A and she had, shit. yeah, she was effectively mm. a horrible person. Mm. But, um, yeah, very good, I thought. Entertainingly so. Yeah, yeah. She kind of, I don't know, it sounds like a silly thing to say, but you feel like she threw herself into that role. Yeah. Like she was like, right, all in. Yeah. This is who I am, let's do yeah. it. And it needed that kind of person. Victim to a fair amount of violence from men. Yes. Which is maybe, I mean, not really, because it's obviously of the time, but quite shocking, I think, in a, yeah, there are a, couple in a of modern scenes. film. Especially yeah. when it's like, it's clear that you're supposed to cheer that. This is this is a good thing because I she's a piece of shit. I don't know if you are really. No. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I, um, I know what you mean. She obviously is the bad guy, but mm. you know, you feel there, there's another bad guy. There's something else going on, right? She's not, or at least I didn't think. Right, she is the bad. Because I mean, for most of the film, you don't even know if what she's been convicted of is true. Yeah, it's true. Like, and she doesn't really talk about it and no. nobody else really talks about it. He just says she's a murderer. Mm. And to be honest, I thought that it was going to come out that she was a murderer, like of her husband or something. Yeah. You know, she was a victim of whatever, mm. or I don't know what, something else where mm. actually it might not be as straightforward as you think. Yeah. So I didn't feel like she was the bad guy throughout. In fact, I think there's a fair amount of empathy with her Interesting. character. Throughout. In part because she gets smacked around so much? Yeah, um, and because she doesn't have a voice, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah, she's in a crappy situation. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and she's helpless. And, you mm. know, I don't know if you can really have a really bad, bad guy who is not in a position of, some position of power. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Especially, like the Nazi yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Like he's got a position of power and so he's terrifying. Because yeah. she's like from the very beginning on the back foot, like, mm. you know, being slapped around and you don't... And like you say, knowing very little of her, of or seeing none of her misdeeds. No. I mean, she seems like an unsavoury character. Yeah. But I don't think I bought into she's awful mm. and really until the end. Yeah. This is going to be spoilery. Although I d- I'll put that in the yeah. description of it the thing. Yeah. kind of has to We're going to, to talk be. about the whole thing. Yeah. No stone unturned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I th- yeah, I think she's she's very good. Yeah, um, I liked her. I thought she was good. Mm. Yeah, so three for three so far, character-wise. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Let's, let's rumble straight on to chapter two, um, which is just all about racism. Is it? Yeah, because this is where they pick up Oh, the... Walter Goggins. Sheriff. Yeah, the new sheriff of Red Rock. Which is who? Who plays him? Walter Goggins. Oh, sorry, I thought that was his character. Oh, no. Sounds like a character. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Yeah. I really liked him. Because mm. I kind of didn't like him. Yeah. And, and then you kind of develop and you start mm. to like him. But, um, yeah, Manix I thought he was very good. Is his character's name. Mannix. Um, yeah. Because he's kind of like, I mean, he's racist, like. Yeah. And he's for slavery, like. Mm. Um, so obviously you don't like him for that reason. And he does seem a bit of a smug shit at the mm. beginning, doesn't he? Mm. You're a bit like, you're an idiot. Because he's the son. Something about, like, yeah. the son of, a, you know, someone who's great. You sense that, like, he's probably had it pretty easy. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's a bit, like, yeah, just smug and, like, a bit of a know-it-all and... Mm. I don't know, yeah. Just a bit of an idiot also. You don't get a very intelligent vibe from him. Or even wise vibe. You know, like in the kind of some of the other characters, they might not be, you know, the most kind of yeah, educated or I don't know what upright people in society, but Mm. you kind of get an experience from them. You think, right, well he's been through a lot, like, Mm. you know, he's a guy who means business or he whatever. Mm. But with him you kind of get he seems young, younger than the others, and he seems a bit of an idiot, mm. um, but also you know a com- overconfident idiot. Mm. So yeah, he does a good job, I think, of early on. You just thinking, mm. and especially because it's yeah, the, pretty much the whole chapter two is just them sitting it's in talking. the carriage talking, and you get your kind of because obviously yeah, like you say, you're for Sam Jackson and the the big divide between those two mm. of somebody who's against black people and a black person. Um, but then he tells the story of Sam Jackson burning down the jail, which mm. is like, oh, that's funny. But then it's like, but he killed, mm. you know, 39 bad guys-ish, mm. or 39 of his enemy, and then like 27 people on his team, or, were, you know, of the, of the Civil War. The other yeah. jail, people in jail. Yeah. yeah, so he just killed everybody. And then you're like, oh, maybe he's a shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, you you get the sense that they've all got blood on their hands, don't you? Yeah. And you don't it's feel the like, there's oh, nobody... there's a nice guy yeah. here. Like, it's, it's yeah. And then that, I guess that's, you know, the point, I guess, is, you know, if you talk about war, there's, there's fault on both sides mm. in any argument or in any, mm. you know, dispute. There's always fault on both sides and there's always blood on both sides, you mm. know. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately... You're not set up to side with the sheriff guy. No. Or so at least I didn't find myself no. siding with him. <laughs> also, he's got massive teeth. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's something something of the stupid and something unlikable 
about someone with massive teeth. Really? Yeah. In that way. Because I, I, I feel like Jim Carrey's got massive I... teeth. Yeah. But he's got quite a big head. <laughs> this is a <laughs> really this, weird... This is an odd hypothesis, sure, but but, but stay with me. Um, yeah, I'm, you've lost me already. Cool. Uh, chapter three. So we finally get to minis. Minis. And we get introduced to the, the, the rest of this cavalcade. Of, motley crew. Oh, they're a motley crew. So we've got Bob the Mexican. Yep. Who instantly is shifty because he's a fucking Mexican. Well, because his story doesn't yeah. check out. And you know that Sam Jackson is like, I don't I'm believe you. Power. Something's going on here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know he's not who he says he is. Yeah. You don't know why. No. Um, I mean, he's not a very big character in it, I wouldn't no. say. No. No. Um, you've got your old friend, Tim Roth. Yeah. As Oswaldo Mowbray. Playing a very posh... Englishman. Um, hangman. Hangman, yeah. And then... Yeah. Michael Madsen, old Mr. Blonde, who's... Yeah. Put on a couple of pounds since his Reservoir Dogs days. Yeah. And as uh, Joe, is it Joe? Yeah, Joe the Cow Puncher. Yeah. He's yeah. got a great voice. He has. Oh, I love voice. Michael Madsen's voice. I could listen to him all day. <laughs> They're gonna. You barely understand what he's saying. You're like, oh, I like it. Yeah. I like what you're saying. Um, and then uh, the the Confederate General Sanford. Yes. Um, played by Bruce Dern. He's the old man. He's the old man. Yeah. yeah. It was very good in this, I thought. I thought it was good. Very believable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Michael Madsen did a very good job of being an everyman. I didn't see anything untoward about him. No. At the beginning. Yeah, which you made kind me, of do think. Which made me think... Something. Something. But just because of it in the kind of genre savviness of, you know, kind of going into the situation, like somebody's not going to be who they yeah. say they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought he did a very good job. Of, yeah, just, just seeming like just an ordinary guy, just leave me the fuck alone. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, I don't want to be involved, yeah. kind of thing. And because then they take his weapons away from him, don't yeah. they? And then he's just kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So you kind of think, oh, maybe he's not. Mm. Maybe he's just normal. Mm. Like you know, maybe he's just a guy that happens to be there. Yeah, just the wrong t- wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What did you think of these guys? Um, what did you think of Tim Roth? Because I quite liked Tim Roth in this one. I did, yeah. I thought maybe because he was playing a bit of an overblown character, yeah, that it came off well. It worked well in this one. There's a lot of humour with it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, funny. he was being quite theatrical in yeah. his, and it it works well with like a posh Englishman stuck in the middle. Like, what the fuck are you doing in this <laughs> western yeah. with all these? Yeah, and that and... is yeah something that I must say does feel odd. You're like, what on earth would you be doing here? Mm. And why would you be a hangman? Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I did think he was good, yeah. Mm. I d- at the end, I didn't think he was good. But in this, the beginning, yes. being English and posh, he mm. was good. It yeah. suited him, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, and then what are the other things? In chapter three, I've put two notes. Super cold. Because it did a very good job of making it seem like yeah. you do not want to go Awful. out in this storm. Just hideous. Yeah. In the same way as The Thing does. And that's something that, that's a film that we haven't watched together, has no. it? Which we will do because it's really good and I love it. Um, and I think it was a, a, an influence on this. That's my theory. Oh. Um, yeah, just 
disgustingly cold. Awful yeah, conditions. I think it was good with the sound, the wind, yeah. the sound of the wind. Um, it sounds aggressive. Yeah. And um, yeah, just a, quite a few scenes of the outdoors mm. and them all like wearing ridiculous amounts of clothes. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, wrapping themselves yeah. up on layers and layers. And, yeah. Yeah. And that bit with the stagecoach driver. He comes in and he like yeah. grabs a rug off the wall and sits yeah. right by the fire and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, and the only other um, note that I have about chapter three, blowjob story. Was that in chapter three? Yeah. God, that was quite early then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Mm. I hate things like that. Yeah. I just find it just like so upsetting mm. that, I mean, I get it. <laughs> like I get why they did it and obviously it's to be yeah you know to to make, make that guy feel the way I felt which was just please stop talking <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I guess that's the the, the desired effect mm. um which it had on me uh but yeah awful yeah. awful story just like, grim just as bad as it gets really yeah there's yeah there's nothing there's nothing worse there's nothing that would make me yeah dislike a character quicker and it's only because it's Sam Jackson and yeah and you don't actually dislike him that much even though he's he's told like a horrific like awful story Mm. like of torture yeah and you you know it's quite a feat to come away from that and I mean I I did find myself thinking right well I don't like anyone Mm. fine yeah let them all die yeah it was kind of like that you you do find yourself thinking they're all kind of awful Mm. um yeah uh but that was an awful awful story Mm. i hated it but the i think the only saving grace for that is as with kurt russell's you know assertion that daisy donaghue is a killer and deserves to die and therefore he can get away with smacking her around yeah it's nothing to say that that happened no, no, like I he, I had the impression actually that it hadn't happened. Yeah, that he it probably, was just maybe he killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he killed him, but yeah. yeah, it was just to get the guy to draw on him so that he could legally kill that. Yeah, it's like self defense. Oh yeah, because he, he was provoking him like yeah. in the most extreme way he could. Yeah, like what's the worst thing that you can say to someone? Yeah, to make them want to kill you. Yeah, to really hate you so much. To make a super racist guy yeah. hate me. A black yeah. man. Yeah. Right. I marched your son out in the cold, butt naked, and then made him suck my dick, and then I killed him. Yeah. Just... How do you like me now? Yeah. I mean, you can't... Just grim. Yeah. Really, really grim. It was awful. Mm. I hate things like that. <sighs> and then is that when the interval was? And then it goes, yeah. Interval. <laughs> Guess. I wonder, I wonder how many people ordered hot dogs in the interval. After that story. I wonder how many people threw up in the loo. Like, <laughs> I was. Maybe maybe some people thought, oh yeah, in the intermission I'm going to get me a hot dog. And then Sam Jackson tells a big story about forced blowjobs. And they're like, I'm just, I'll just go with some nachos. I don't know. I would have I would have just got a hot dog if I wanted yeah, a hot just... dog. I don't really associate that with penises, personally. But obviously you do, so there cool. we go. <laughs> cool. Nice. <laughs> Chapter four. Moving on. Moving on. Um, and chapter four started with possibly my favourite part of the whole film. Oh, right. What was the that? The narration by Quentin Tarantino. Just yes. ridiculous. Yes. Absolutely ridiculous yes. to come back and say, okay, so essentially just 
So you've been out for an interval. Yeah. Here's what's happened. Yeah. Somebody's poisoned the well, coffee. Well, no, because it has a minute, doesn't it, where it's like, it starts and it says, wait a minute, we'll go back, or something like that. It starts yeah. to go forwards as though it's yeah. just going to carry on, and then it's like, wait, these are the things you've missed. Yeah, this is so what this you need happened, to know. This to... happened, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, Which is very different yeah. for a film. And was great. I really enjoyed it. To even to even to the point of ridiculousness. Oh yeah. Of finishing it, saying, and that's why this chapter is called Damagoo has a secret. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> really made me silly. laugh. Yeah, that was very very funny. Um, but yeah, and I thought when I was thinking about it, and when we were saying like, yeah, you could do it as a play. That I think is the only thing you couldn't do What's if it was narration? a play. No, you could do the narration, but you couldn't have somebody poisoning the coffee without you knowing who poisoned the coffee. Yeah, because you can do that in the film because you can just show the hand putting whatever. I don't know. There's always ways. You reckon? Yeah. Well, because even though you don't know who did, you do know who didn't. You know at least a couple of people who didn't. At that point, you don't. Well, you know that Sam Jackson didn't. You know. Yeah, you know Sam Jackson and the general didn't. And then there's someone else in the background. Bob. Maybe. Yeah. But I can't remember. There is a distinct like. And there isn't it the sheriff who says, I was sitting over there the whole time. Like, how could I have? No, that's Bob, I think. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, okay. Fine. Whoever it is, mm. you know who didn't. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I thought that would be, that would be any Yeah, it'd be like, tricky. tricky. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, which then leads to Kurt Russell dying, which is a shame. Cause yeah, I, I did. I was a bit disappointed. Um, but dying in just an awful way. Horrendous. Just vomiting blood and all, all over, over her, her. And all over oh, her face God. she got taken through the arena oh, in this film awful just gross and yeah just oof. and the coach driver as well yeah because well, he's poor guy. a missing guy yeah um, but yeah that was pretty grim yeah what an awful way to go mm. was it just them two yeah just those two and then the Mannix the new sheriff Almost drinks it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that's how Sam Jackson knows. Well, it wasn't you, because you, if well, I hadn't stopped you drinking it, you were yeah. going to drink it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then that all leads to a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. <sighs> so then... Madsen, Tim Roth, and the Mexican are kind of... Suspects. The sus- they're, the sus- they're the suspects. Yeah. Um, obviously, Domague isn't because she couldn't have couldn't have because she was handcuffed to Kurt Russell. Or was she at that point? Well, no, because that was when she was doing the guitar. I can't remember. Because that's why she sings the song. Oh yeah. To distract. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe. Shouldn't have done this two weeks afterwards. Yeah. But um, yeah. But then they all get up against the thing, and then it's the classic kind of Tarantino shooting, shooting, shooting. This guy shoots him, and he kind of shoots him, and then he shoots him, blah, 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 which is when we first learned that there, all this time has been somebody under the floorboards, mm-hmm. which is a nice twist, and that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. And like, ooh, so this person was there the whole time. So how do we, how do we, how do we leave this? So we leave this, so um, Sam Jackson's been shot in the dick. Yeah, who did that? Um, Channing take him under the floorboards. Oh, yeah, up, yeah, through that, yeah. Um, Mannix has been shot in the leg. Yeah. Mowbray has been shot in the stomach, maybe. Something like that. Uh, Marsden hasn't been shot. 
Bob gets shot beforehand because Sam Jackson does his whole speech about yeah. Minnie don't like Mexicans. Yeah. Um, which was nice, and it's like, we don't serve Mexicans or dogs. And she changed the sign recently because she um, lightened her view on dogs or something. Yeah. That's quite funny. Um, Tarantino shootout, people have shot, all of this kind of stuff, which then leads us to chapter five, the flashback. Yeah. Which was really sad. Why? I didn't like that because every and they did such a good job. Like obviously from going from this like super tough like uh, it's the old west and everyone's really uh, harsh and you know, like suspicious and yeah fuck you man uh, and then you get to the flashback and everyone is super happy. Like Minnie's really nice. Yeah. The guy playing chess is really nice. Oh yeah. Zoe Bell. It's very is kind very of nice. cozy. Yeah. Everyone's Fine. like, hey, friendly, good, how you doing? Oh, let's have a cup of coffee, oh, best in three, t- or whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, all of you are going to die. That's a real shame. Yeah. Um, which has that tension of like, yeah. oh, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's absolutely going to happen. We've already seen the oh, blood on the guy's chair. Oh, that guy who gets away. Yeah. Who escapes out the thing, yeah, but then he then finds him. Yeah. Ugh. Grim. Yeah, pretty awful. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really like that bit too much and we see Channing Tatum yes as the ringleader the ringleader Jody. not uh, not pleased to see him in this no he's not who you would classically put in a film like this no um, and I'm not convinced he 100% pulled it off no um, he wasn't bad but he wasn't good there's, I just feel like there's something unlikable about him and my no, I opinion- don't. I think he's nice. Like I like him, but mm. I just think, oh, bless you. You're mm. not that good. My opinion of him increased dramatically from 21 Jump Street. I thought it was really funny in that. Yeah. Um, but even with that, even with that knowledge, there's just something whenever I see him, I just think, oh, fuck you. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'm not a fan. Oh, I don't get that. Apparently, I think he's quite like meant to be quite a nice guy. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Right. But... I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like we're being a bit harsh on him. He wasn't bad. No, he wasn't. But no, that's the thing. He's not bad in, in in terms of what he does necessarily. He's not great. No. But um, he wasn't bad in it. It's just yeah. Um, Maybe not as effective. Uh, no. Or, or as believable. As but then you got kind of got the feeling that because obviously once you've seen some, you know, there's somebody on the floorboards. You're like, it's going to be someone big. It's going to be a named. It's going to be a, a face that you recognise. I didn't know he was in this film though. Did you? Um, Beforehand? I think I maybe heard about it, but I'd forgotten by the time. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, but yeah, so it was, yeah. oh, it's Channing to know. Uh, that was, I think that was my range of, oh, my, really? range of my journey okay. in that reveal. Uh, uh, a lot of tutting. I'm middle oh, class. I see. Um, and then everyone gets killed. And then, yeah, there was that weird bit of kind of almost improvisational. It seemed like it wasn't scripted between him and Bruce Dern. At the end. When he's saying, like, oh, can I say my name? And he's like, say, uh, yeah, you can say your name. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, you, I don't remember this. You were criticising it afterwards. Oh, what was I what It was, was a bit, they were talking. Who's they, sorry? Channing Tatum and Bruce Dern. Right. We're talking because they let him live because they think it's more believable if there's the old man sitting there. 
so he's getting in his face and he yeah. says you're not allowed oh, don't say right. anything don't look at anyone yeah. don't involve oh, yourself in the situation yes. sorry I got confused as to what you were talking and about and Bruce Dern says like, can I tell them my name or whatever yeah and then he's like uh, 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 yeah. yeah that didn't really work and it's like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't so much that it seemed like it was improvised but then mm. it seemed more than if it was scripted it was weird yeah I just thought it just I just think it was just it was a case of him not quite pulling off that mm. particular character cool who was you know like a leader of a gang yeah so he's pretty confident you would mm. think like you mm. know very kind of assertive mm. and confident and um he just didn't quite pull that maybe off should have been a bit older I don't know. I think I think young is fine, but then it's almost like you've got to make up for that by being super cocky mm. and like, you know, you've got to be a leader, right? You're getting yeah. all these people who are murderers and mm. awful people to to follow you mm. and to to listen to you. Yeah. So you know, I think you've got to be quite a character, mm. quite a, a, you know, like um. You don't even necessarily have to be big or older or loud, but you need something that mm. makes you believable as a leader yeah. of men because it doesn't really matter whether you're a murderer or a politician. Mm. I mean, you know, you've got to have some kind of charisma that yeah. would in, would entice people to follow you, mm. and I don't think you had that. Mm. You needed that Hitler-like charisma. Well, exactly. You know, it doesn't come along every day. <laughs> Great leaders like Adolf. I mean, they're, they're few and far between. Um, and then we get to number six, which is, you know, everybody's dead or dying. Um, Chang Tank gets shot in the head. Yeah. Which I thought he was, was quite fun. He was very short-lived. Very short-lived. Bang, he's gone. Which is good, because you wouldn't imagine that he would be so short-lived because he's... Yeah, you think, right, oh, command, some kind of there's the reveal. Okay, like, what's going to happen? Dead. And it's like, oh... He's dead. Um, Michael Madsen died like a bit of a bitch. We both thought that. Yeah, yeah. That was like, oh, he's going to get the gun. He's mm. going to kick off. It's all going to happen. And it was like, oh, no, he's dead. But he's dead now. Yeah, yeah. He goes right. for the gun, gets shot dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, In fairness, it's probably quite realistic, but <laughs> yeah. not as fun. Mm. Yeah, like do something. Yeah. Do something with it, Mike. Come on. You and Mr. Blonde, for God's sake. Um, Sam Jackson running out of bullets. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. He's like, oh damn. Yeah. Because yeah, W's. And then I, th- I'm I'm in two minds about because when she's like, oh, we've got this big gang and they're all going to come and kill you if you, unless you shoot Sam Jackson now. If you shoot Sam Jackson, then we'll let you off. Um, and then he's like, oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. But then he's like, no, I think you're lying. I don't think there is a gang down there. And then he passes out for a very convenient amount of time. Yeah. And I thought that was a little bit like, yeah, like just trying to string it out a little bit longer. Even it's like, it's a long enough film as it is. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. A little extra little sliver of tension out. Yeah. Although it was tense. Yeah. Then she's got to cut his arm off. Yeah. He's got to try and, you know, spaz himself over to the thing to get, you know, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, but yeah, maybe a little bit too much for me. I don't know. Yeah. And then you've got you've got a I don't know an ending where I mean pretty much everyone dies. Yeah. It's one of those kind of things. And again, this is this is what leads me to believe that it was in some way inspired by the thing because that kind of ends in a similar way. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's not because they're it, it's you're left with two characters 
and you kind of think and they're probably both going to die but it's I don't know just done a slightly better way I think I just feel like maybe from Reservoir Dogs I was a little bit like it's a maybe a bit too similar to that Mm, yeah, yeah, I suppose it is, yeah. That there's a big gun thing and everyone dies. It is a bit anticlimactic. Especially once you spend so long with these characters. Yeah. That you want somebody to get out of this with something. Yeah. Um, but you don't. And I thought, just just have somebody live. I, it, I don't even care who it is. Yeah, by that point, you're yeah. not aware. Even if it's somebody that you've forgotten about. Yeah. That hasn't been in it for a while. And then, the, like, like in walks away. like in Someone Reservoir Dogs, and Mr. Away. Pink comes out of the, under the thing, and he grabs the bag, and then he's yeah. off. Something I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, it was left a little bit deflated by the end. Yeah, yeah, and there's the whole thing of them two at the end talking and you know mm. effectively befriending each other. Yeah. in their last moments and stuff, which I mean is not necessarily a bad thing. No. I quite like that nice um, bit of humanity. Yeah. Um, yeah but I think it just builds up so much and then just shoots it all dead yeah (laughs) and then you're kind of like well so what's left yeah and then you're and then it's like oh oh, what's left is this guy that you kind of sympathise with from the beginning and this Mm. guy that you didn't really but Mm. now you are kind of yeah um, but they're both gonna die Mm. and you're like oh cool okay then sure night <laughs> yeah yeah I had that kind of feel with it yeah but it was a bit yeah like you say just anticlimactic I think yeah given that there was so much mm. build up you know it's such a long film as yeah. well like I feel like you kind of almost owe it to your audience to be like right mm. this guy wins yeah or, I don't know mm. even if it's the bad guy yeah even if you're like even if she got away yeah you'd still be like you know it's all yeah it's it's Something. In some ways, that would be very impressive, like be, to be in a situation where you're yeah. completely fucked, yeah. to then managing to escape, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that would have been nice, oh, or not nice. It just would have been interesting. Mm. Yeah, um, and I think it, yeah, could have done with an interesting a bang at the end. Yeah, and it there kind of fizzled. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall thoughts. Overall, I I feel like it was a film. When we left, very positive indeed. Was I? I think yeah. I feel like you were. Um, I think it's a film that I really. um, I think I was. My positivity came from the fact that really not a lot happened, but I still enjoyed it, and I think that's quite a feat. Yes. Because it's kind of like, why did I enjoy that? Mm. Like what happened. Um, so I think that's good, um, a good thing. I did like a lot of the acting in it, in fairness. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did think it was very good. I do, I do, and I did have problems with the overall, parts of the overall plot that Mm. there were serious holes in. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, you know, in effect, they were all characters that were awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about uh, the film that made me enjoy it. And I do think, and I don't know if this is um, normal or whatever, but I do think there's a thing with his films 
like you mentioned about the weather and the cold, mm. that it does create a feeling. Yeah. And I think it, he's quite good at creating a feeling. Mm. Um, and he, he, I feel like I, I enjoy, I often find myself enjoying sound in his films. There's a lot of, like in this film, I feel like there's a lot of sound that mm. I quite enjoy. You know, like it, in The Inglorious Bastards, it's that, the leather of the guys. Yeah. You know, in that scene. And then in this one, it's like very kind of, I don't know what the door and the yeah. walking around and the coffee and the, mm. there's a sound I feel like is turned up on the yeah. small things and I quite enjoy that I find that's I, I quite like that the crackling of the fire and, mm. you know that kind of thing I don't know I think those things serve to create a mood and I just thought it did a very good job of engaging me in mm. that time and that thing mm. and also I mean in fairness and compared to compared to any of his other films I, at least for me, um, I feel like it had a somewhat of a political agenda, um, and I don't know that I've thought that he's ever really had anything to say before, apart <laughs> from "Isn't this fun?" Sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. What was his agenda? Well, because it was about the whole um, civil war. civil war, yeah, and <sighs> I guess just well racism I guess mm. at its core in general um, and because that's a similar point to the point that he made in Django yeah but it feels less serious in Django okay it feels more like the inglorious bastards like mm. Nazis it's like they're bad guys we hate them let's yeah. kill them this felt like a bit more of a debate okay um yeah mm. so yeah I mean sorry that was a long point but oh, overall yes I did enjoy it I, I thought it was a good experience if mm. nothing else yeah I, I, yeah, I feel like it, it was um, a good achievement to have a film that was so long with realistically quite Very little. a small amount happening yeah like not a lot of action to kind of bolster it and keep it moving and uh, I mean there were times that I, I thought it dragged a little bit yeah but overall it, it does keep you interested which is uh, you know absolutely testament to, to him and the actors and, and the work that they did um, yeah but I, yeah I think fairly enjoyable mm. as a watch so what out of five for you I'd go for a three out of five. Oh wow so yeah kind of middle of the road yeah yeah I'd say so oh. nice bits but then also other bits to, to frustrate me that's interesting because you've kind of been one or the other end with all the other films very much like I liked it or I didn't like it. Yeah. And this yeah. one you're like, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like there were, the, yeah. Well, yeah, like I say, like good bits, really enjoyable bits, bits that made me laugh and bits that kind of... Yeah, there was a lot of... Yeah. Humor, um, nice. And kind of cool bits and good dialogue and stuff, but then also other bits that I did think, fucking hell, come on, man. Like, just chill yeah. out with this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, and I'm going to tell you this story. It was like, just show me, man. This isn't the, the Star Wars prequels. Just show me what happened. Don't talk about more interesting things that we're not getting to see because yeah. we're just seeing four people take a ride in the carriage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Thank you. Thank I you take much. your point on. <laughs> what do you give out of five? Um, I think I give it four. Interesting. Yeah, I think it was more enjoyable than a three, definitely. Mm. And if you think about it, I think you know. I mean, obviously, the whole point of this is to talk about it. But it is the kind of film that gets you talking. 
yeah. afterwards you're like oh yeah and that bit and oh mm. my god wasn't that bit awful and oh mm. my you know so I feel like that's more than a three yeah I don't know yeah I mean obviously you, you... yeah I think it's yeah it's it's one of those films that's possibly better than what I how I enjoyed it yeah like I think maybe. it's a good film maybe more than an enjoyable film Mm. For me, yeah, um, yeah. Wow, we've rambled on for a long time. Yeah, cool. Um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, we we're going to talk a little bit about the Golden Globes, weren't we? But I don't think that's really necessary. Um, no, to pad and maybe out the you running time. Cut this between two things, so it's because like, we talked for at least half an hour on just his maybe other just do a little little Tarantino one. Yeah, could do. Anyway. Worry, I might have done that. Who knows? Um, yeah. Well, thank you. It's it's always enjoyable, always an absolute joy speaking to you about these things. And thank you for listening. If you listened uh, this long, well done you. Um, I mean, you probably know us, so I, I don't know. We're probably pressing you into it. Um, but yeah, thank you for for listening. Hopefully, um, you'll listen to the next one. Hopefully, it won't be as long before I get that one up. Um, and yeah, I'll. But, I'm sure I'll come up with a fun way of ending these in time. Not so far. But not today.